0: Hello and welcome back to Smash Hit Sports. The college football regular season has come and gone. What a hell of a season we had. And rivalry week. I mean, it was nothing short of crazy, Nick. We had the Iron Bowl miracle. We had Michigan beating Ohio State for the third year in a row. We had some overtime games that, like, not only were they crazy, they were actually, like, incredibly important to the college football playoff picture. And then we now have the full conference championship preview this week. I mean... How crazy was this last week of college football? It, it delivered. It it rose yeah, to the I mean, peak.
1: Ugh. All all season we were kind of asking for like, like where's the chaos? You know, we kind of thought it was going to be two weeks ago. It kind of feels like we got the chaos this week. Obviously, you had teams like, you know, Alabama, Washington State, uh, a couple teams, Oklahoma State that were on the ropes and pulled it out. But you still had some top 10 teams go down. You had Louisville dropping to Kentucky. Uh, Michigan-Ohio State did not disappoint at all. That game was incredible. It was just overall a masterful end to the regular season. And uh, I hope it continues on and we just stay on this course.
0: Yeah, let's get into that game. Because obviously the biggest game of the weekend, it might be. um, I haven't seen the numbers on it. But if I were to guess, I would say it's probably the most watched college football game of the year uh michigan beating ohio state no harbaugh on the sidelines which i don't know if that it really mattered that much since he coached them all throughout the week but damn what what a game um i think more than anything it just showed how like michigan is a machine they are a machine dude i don't know how we're gonna stop them
1: um so i just looked it up i'm i'm seeing that it's probably around 20 million people that viewed it which is a ton. Uh last year it was 17 million. Um I think that might be the highest ever. I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but it's the ratings aren't like fully out, so that's kind of speculation from what I'm reading, but Yep. Very cool. Uh and and fascinating. Yeah, Ryan Day, one and three against Michigan all time has lost three in a row. You know, that is not what you're hired for. You're honestly in and Michigan and Ohio State Part of it is you're hired to beat each other. And for Ryan Day, when Harbaugh's not even on the other sideline, this was your chance. Go beat them. But he couldn't do it. So, I mean, yeah, it was spectacular. Uh, Both running games were were dominant. It just, I mean, it came down to the wire. Exactly what we wanted to happen.
0: Yeah, and I wasn't, uh, I know I saw um, there were a couple Ohio State former players who are tweeting at guys like, yo, you should transfer to Ohio State. I didn't think Kyle McCord was that bad. Obviously, he had the two interceptions, the one late game. I mean, I don't really blame him for that a whole hell of a lot. Like, you're trying to force the ball down the field with a minute left. Um, The one early in the game that led to that touchdown, though, kind of killed him. But uh, outside of that, like, the, the quarterbacks played a pretty clean game. J.J. McCarthy did exactly what J.J. McCarthy is asked to do by Michigan, which is don't make any mistakes, don't fuck up, don't turn the ball over. He did those three things, and they were good. Um, that, uh, Michigan's offensive line is terrifying. Um, obviously, they have the, the injury to guard Zach Zinter, um, which oh, yeah. I don't know if he's – I think he's probably done for the year. So.
1: I'm pretty sure his ankle or his leg – it like was a Jordan Travis type yeah. injury. You couldn't see it. Cause again, he was in the trenches, but I spent a good amount of time trying to find out what happened. Just scrolling through like Twitter and Reddit. Mm. And a lot of people were saying like, Oh yeah, his leg snapped in half. And I was like, Oh Jesus Christ. And again, he was in the air cast that you see yeah. that happen when your leg is uh, completely broken. So yeah, he's definitely done, um, which blows. Cause he's probably the best, one of the best draft prospects that Michigan has on their team this year as far as the NFL goes. So
0: Yep. For for sure. And I th- I think he'll still likely be, you know, a pretty high round pick. As I mean, it's a he's a guard, which unfortunately isn't a premium position in the NFL. But um when you when we you saw it with that uh, talented.
1: Andrew Voorhees, I think he was um uh, USC's guard two years ago. He had like he's tore his Achilles and or no, he tore like every like ACL, MCL, PCL, whatever, at the Combine, I think. Yep. Um, he was supposed to be like first, second round pick, fell all the way to late seventh round, um, which is kind of wild. So I wouldn't be shocked if Zinter dropped a lot because odds are he's not going to be, you know, healthy or whatever team drafts him is not going to throw yeah. him into the fire as a rookie. Uh, so it's interesting. We'll have to see. But...
0: Hey, as a Bengals fan, I'll take, take his ass, that's for sure. That yeah, is yeah, for I mean, sure. you know,
1: The Ravens are the ones that drafted Voorhees. That's kind of why huh. I even know that, right? Mm, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, about, you know, Ohio State, I feel like throughout the season, you know, both of us were like, we think Ohio State should be ranked one. Their resume is better than Michigan and Georgia, blah, 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 so on and so forth. But then you look back and it's like, okay, that Wisconsin team that we were like, that's a tough game on this schedule. Wisconsin's no good. Barely bowl They're eligible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Some people had uh, him in Rock their college Rock. football playoff, which is crazy.
1: I know. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. Actually, I had Clemson, USC, and Wisconsin in my college football playoff. None of them got to nine wins.
0: None of, none uh, of them ended the season unranked. Crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, Clemson's ranked right now. Uh, they didn't make the top well, eight people. We were ranked in the college football playoff last week. We'll see. But so Rutgers finished six and six Penn state, obviously was never going to win those games because they just are Penn state. Uh, that Maryland team that we kind of thought was, was sneaky good that played Ohio state before they played anyone else. Uh, Maryland ends up seven and five, even Notre Dame, you know, good team, Mm -hmm. but like not as impressive as a win when you look back at it. So you look and it's like, well, Ohio state's resume isn't even that spectacular. Uh, you could argue that Michigan had the same resume, (laughs) you know, no. by the end of the year. So I think by the end, that's why I went with Michigan in our game picks. Cause I was like, this is why the full season matters so much. Um, you know, we, I think we were just a little hyping up Ohio state a little bit too much. I just don't think they were as good this year, plain and simple.
0: Yeah. And we're going to talk about some coaches who are on the hot seat in some shape or another in a later segment, but for any any Ohio State fan that thinks they should get rid of Ryan Day, you're out of your mind. You are yeah, out of your even, mind.
1: He's not even in this segment. He's not no. going to – I'm he, not even going to ask. No.
0: His seat yeah. shouldn't be hot at all. Um, the the issue with Ohio State has been and will continue to be the same issue that they've had for the last 20 years, and that is the expectation is a national championship. And when you – do, yeah. like, they went 11-1 and this year. They're outstanding. They still – have a shot at the college football playoff and you're thinking about firing your coach. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. That that doesn't even like process in my mind as to like, no, it's true.
1: That That's the but best that way to put it happen. is that as of right now, Ohio state could still win the national championship game. Yes. Right today, which like, how are you talking about? Like, well, we should fire our coach. You know, if they end up not getting in, uh, it, it would make, A tiny bit more sense but it does not make sense at all really to me uh which is why i'm not going to include him in this segment it's like if you took Dabo sweeney's resume from when ryan day was hired and compared the two i think ryan day has more wins you know like more college football playoff appearances uh they both got to a national championship game in that time and they're both not on the hot seat it's just plain and simple
0: yeah Yep, and not, if
1: anyone should be in the, out of those two it would probably be davo
0: yeah honest, honestly, and even then still not at all um but let's go to um Louisville dropping the game to Kentucky, which yeah, this was i don't know if if for those of you who've wa- I've watched a lot of Louisville football this year, and for better or for worse they've been a very up and down team, even in that, like the fact that they've been 10 and two it is a testament to, to how good this Louisville team has been. Don't get me wrong. However, they played up and beat Notre Dame by double digits at home. And then they lost to Pitt, right? Yeah. Like they've played up and down to teams all year and, and Plummer, their quarterback has kind of done that as well. He's played a little bit of up, a little bit of down. They played down today. And like, Ray Davis had an outstanding game. Kentucky had an outstanding game against them, and like at the end of the day, like Louisville didn't have the depth to play consistently week in and week out. Sometimes you're going to lose those ball games. They lost this one. I don't think it means they don't have a shot to win the ACC. However, well, they're out of, of the playoffs, not.
1: Now. Of course not. Yeah, they're definitely not in the playoff, but. What you're saying is completely true. Probably, like, if we're going to do an award for the most inconsistent team, which we'll probably do that next week, um, I would probably give it to Louisville because you look at it, they, early in the season, kind of escaped with a win against Georgia Tech at the beginning of the year. Then they had to scrap and claw to a win against Indiana, which is not supposed to happen, right? But then they slaughter a Boston College team who the week before – only lost to Florida State by three. They beat NC State on the road, who is ranked, and then they crushed Notre Dame. Great. Then they lose to Pittsburgh. But then they shut out Duke, prime Duke, with, you know, Riley Leonard, the Duke team that was still playing really good football. They are maybe ranked at the time. Yep. They crushed Virginia Tech, a Virginia Tech team that just throttled UVA, which props to you, because that was on your best bets last week, and that was that was free. But then they played UVA the next week, and they barely beat UVA. Yeah. So it's like what it make it make sense you know they they beat miami in a good game then they lose kentucky it i i feel like louisville was never really that good um but their schedule and just how inconsistent they were i i mean honestly a good year like if i'm a louisville fan i'm i'm happy where i stand and you get to win the acc if you beat florida state without their starting quarterback
0: yep and it certainly ain't over um Moving on to a couple of rivalry games that were just outstanding. Nick Saban and Alabama, how do they fucking do it? Every I, year, man. Every yeah. year. The, the, in our notes here, I just have Alabama fourth and thirty-one. And if you didn't watch the game and didn't watch that last play or you know or don't the have la- a phone last important and living, play.
1: Living under a rock.
0: That fourth and thirty-one, that third down, they had a, a bad snap, went behind Jalen Milro. Um, which an incredibly fucking cheese move by Auburn. They're like safety or linebacker. One of them is clapping like before the play, because they've been going on a clap the entire game. It's way too loud to like go on any other like non count. So they were going on a a clap silent count. Well, the fucking Auburn player was clapping. And that's why. Well, that's
1: just 200 IQ right there. I didn't know
0: that. It's also illegal. Like if, if had the ref noticed, he could throw a flag for that.
1: Um, but if it's too loud for him to notice, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that's that's cheating. I mean, it's I a, like hey, if
0: you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. It's a smart move. I, I respect
1: that. I, I'm gonna go out and say I respect
0: that. But Jalen Murroe on fourth and 31 yeah. throws an absolute fucking dart to the back of the end zone. A beautiful pass, a beautiful catch, an incredible play to go up on like they were they were gonna lose that game had they not converted. Auburn, that this is the Hugh Freeze experience. This is the Hugh Freeze experience. They, they'll get up for these games. They'll play you tough. But God damn, I don't – they rushed like two guys on that last play. They'd been getting yeah. after Milrow all game, gave him no time to, to move, no time to breathe. And um, then on the last play, they're like, yeah, we're just going to drop eight and uh, see what happens. Drop eight, spy one. It, just an unbelievably dumb thing to do. And, God and damn the thing
1: it. is, they, they drop eight or nine in coverage. Yet the guy who makes the catch is basically one-on-one. Yeah, There's single coverage. No one else is in the ballpark over there. So it's like, how is that possible that you have seven or eight defenders on one side of the ball and in the back left corner is just Alabama's you know top-tier wide receiver talent against, uh, to be fair, DJ, I forget his last name, but that's a good corner prospect mm-hmm. this year for Auburn. But you can't, like, if you're going to drop that many in coverage and not rush anyone – Why is he on an island? I don't get it. Um, It's also crazy to me that on that bad snap, Jalen Milrow being as fast as he is, as athletic as he is, he picked the ball up, and because there was no one rushing, there was no one – like, he could have just picked it up and ran and, like, saved so much Mm -hmm. – so many yards. But he just, like, tripped and fell, like, even farther back. And I was like, oh, my God, that's, like – the Most embarrassing, like, there's no way they win after something like that. And of course, fourth and 31. The, the Iron Bowl never disappoints, and yeah. it's making me upset because in our uh rivalry draft, I with the two the, the first pick of the second round, I picked the Egg Bowl. Yeah, it is a great rivalry, but of course, it should have been the Iron Bowl. I mean, it never disappoints, it's every year, yeah, so it, out- it was outstanding.
0: Year. It was absolutely outstanding. Um, another rivalry that I I still call I still think it's one of the most underrated rivalries in the country, the Apple Cup. And this year, I mean, obviously means a hell of a lot for Washington, especially. That game goes into overtime. I mean, what a or did it go into overtime or did they end that in regulation?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. I I don't I don't remember because I remember watching it.
0: It was a. They had a, okay. They had a field goal to win it. Last play, like last play of the game, um, winding down. So essentially, Washington has one of the ballsiest calls I've ever seen. They go and they run like a a jet sweep essentially um, to, to get the ball into Dunze's hands on the fu- like fa- final like scrimmage play before they go kick that field goal to get him into field goal range. Just an unbelievable unbelievable like gutsy call by Kalen DeBoer if he's not in he should absolutely be in the national coach of the year conversation and then they kick the the game-winning field goal as time expires holy shit what a game
1: I mean yeah that that end around play to Adunze, Uh like if you were watching the broadcast totally got fooled by it so they were tracking the running back so obviously everyone watching including myself I'm like, oh, God, like, why are they even running? Like, that guy's getting swallowed up, gain a three. And then you see Odunze just wide open with the ball. It's like, holy shit, the balls that DeBoer has to to call that. Unbelievable. I definitely thought Washington State was going to win that game. So he kind of needed to pull something out of his hat like that. Um, yeah, I mean, what what's, like, what's the deal with – you know, with the, re- the big realignment going on in college football, the Apple Cup, ideally, I don't know, which is why I'm asking, but it's still going to be played, right?
0: I don't know the answer to that. I'm going to be honest. I don't know the yeah. answer to that because I know the Civil War is not being played. Um, so I don't know if Washington is bringing their, you know, rivalry game with them or not. And unfortunately, that's a damn shame because that, that game was awesome. Like Michael Penix didn't play an outstanding game, but it, that was a hell of a football game, start to finish.
1: That's so tragic that Oregon's not bringing that rivalry. That's yeah. Hopefully they they uh, do something to fix that soon. But uh, yeah, we'll move on to Oklahoma State, who was down tremendous. Yeah, against BYU. I mean, like, it, was, it
0: was what like twenty eight to seven at one point.
1: Yeah, it was over um, to the point where I wasn't even checking the score, and then I just saw. I think I was watching. Like post Iron Bowl, uh, like CBS, you know, the highlight reel, and they're like, oh, like this is what's happening around, the, around college football. And they checked in live, and Oklahoma State, like, made a huge strip, uh, strip tackle in uh, overtime. I was like, no way they just won that game.
0: Yeah, it was an an unbelievable game. The Cougars were fighting for bowl eligibility. And Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy, man, just when you think they're down, just when you think they're dead, they were down. It was 24-6 to going into the half. And Oklahoma State scored 21 in the second half um, to to BYU's three, sent it into overtime, double overtime. I mean, just an unbelievable game. An unbelievable game.
1: What was your uh, Big 12 championship before the season started? Was it Texas-Oklahoma State? It was Kansas
0: State-Oklahoma State. It
1: was it was Kansas State-Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Yep. So you got Oklahoma State right. Yep. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I I was certain that it was going to be Texas-Oklahoma. Um, so definitely, I, if I'm being honest, I'm kind of disappointed that it's not. Mm-hmm. Cause I, and we'll get to this in a little bit, but I do think Texas is probably going to beat Oklahoma State by a lot. Yeah. But uh let's let's talk some but, but, coaching hires that
0: just happened. Yeah. Yep, yeah, let's do it. The the Texas A&M saga is so weird. So weird. Did you see like the buzz on social media Saturday night? No, I don't think so. Essentially, it was all but confirmed that Mark Stoops was going to be at Texas A&M. I saw oh, posts really? everywhere like from people who Are very rep like not just some you know the bloggers and the Reddit threads and like that kind of stuff, like some very legitimate people had were tweeting that Stoops to a And M was a done deal, and that I don't know what happened. I don't know if it fell through. I don't know whatever, but Mike Elko officially an Aggie. Nick, what what do you think of the hire?
1: Yeah, I mean that's I I didn't know about that drama. I did see like, breaking news, Stoops staying in Lexington. And I was like, what's so breaking news about that? I was kind of confused. But um, I like it. When A couple weeks ago, we were talking about, like, you know, who's the best fit for A&M. We did a little segment where you were asking me, like, out of the coaches offered on this, you know, ESPN article, uh, as far as, like, Texas A&M coaching candidates, who do you think could do it, who do you think not? Mike Elko was definitely – one of, like, yep. three people that I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, obviously, Jed Fish, um would have been one. But, like, guys like Dabo and Lincoln Riley and Dan yeah. Campbell of the Lions, they yeah. were never going to go. You know, it was never going to happen. That's what outraged uh, me so much when I read it. But I like the hire. Um, it, it's crazy. Like, some casual fans might be like, Mike Elko, Duke went 7-5. and five. You know, like, yeah. they're not... Like why would we hire him? And it's like, well, Duke had kind of a roller coaster of a season, dealt with a lot of injuries. They should not have even been as good as they were, you know. Yeah. Like they were, they were really, really, really good this year, and and Mike Elko is the reason why. So, should be good. He's a defensive minded guy, yep. uh, which I think is going to be good for Texas A and M um, to to kind of shore up that defense because they have so much talent, you know.
0: Yeah, and I don't. Uh, People are going to say, well, he's not a great recruiter. He was recruiting to Duke. Like, I don't, don't get me wrong. Like Duke, good school, great program, I guess. But like, it's not Texas A&M. It's not, this is the SEC. It's different.
1: I also think there's a, there's like a GPA requirement when you're trying to recruit for Duke. Yes. Like you can't, you can't recruit. These guys that have like a one five GPA in high school, but like the SEC doesn't care about no, that.
0: No, not at all, not at all. This and, and the resources that he's going to have that are invested into Texas A and M and everything, he'll be just fine recruiting. And you know he can develop guys like he he was outstanding at that at Duke. So I I have I think this is a phenomenal hire. Um, not my favorite hire of the day, but a, a really really good hire. Um, the numbers are out, Nick. I don't know if you've seen him. No. Okay. So he was signed to a six-year deal, $7 million base salary.
1: Oh. So not – That's a a pretty good bargain. Yeah,
0: not super expensive. This is what I find very interesting. These are the incentives. If he makes the college football playoff, million-dollar bonus.
1: Wow. If he makes
0: it to the quarter – so remember, this is 12-team playoff. If he makes the 12-team playoff, million-dollar bonus. If he advances to the quarterfinals or wins the SEC, one-and-a-half-million-dollar bonus. If he advances to the semifinals, two million. Advances to the championship game, two-and-a-half million. If he wins the damn thing, three-and-a-half-million-dollar bonus.
1: Yeah. That's pretty nuts.
0: (laughs) I like like this for Texas A&M, though, because they have no – They will shell out money to win. They have no problem shelling out money to win, and now it's that money's going to come out with results, not with attempts. Which is what the the Jimbo Fisher you're paying him 11 million dollars to try. Now you still might pay Mike Elko 11 million dollars, but that's when, if and when he succeeds. And if not, I still think Um, he got a really good fucking coach.
1: Yeah, and that's a that's a good bargain. I like the incentives. Um, it, It reminds me that I saw an article saying that Jimbo Fisher like towards the end of his reign with AM was obsessing over like 24 seven recruiting like rankings. He wanted to have the highest rated class of all time. He was just so locked in. He was reaching out to people at 24 seven sports to be like, like what do you with like? Do you think cr- this guy crazy. is rated if he's going to like get rated higher? Like I want him. Uh, Cause you know, obviously some of the juniors in high school, they're all four stars. So he's like, Are, is this guy going to be a five star? What have you seen? Like, he's, he was just so locked into that instead of like actually winning and being a coach, which is crazy. Um, and yeah, I don't think that's going to be the case with Mike Elko if I had to take a guess. So good, good things coming for, for a Yep. I'm assuming.
0: I agree. Speaking of another school that has some good things coming and we'll talk about the flip side of this. Cause goddamn poor Oregon state, man. But, uh, Jonathan Smith, hired by Michigan state. I'm going to have to go back through the archives. Um, But I know, and you can attest to this. I've been saying Jonathan Smith is going to be a Michigan state Spartan for months now. I mean, it, it was going to happen. He's an outstanding coach, defensive mind, like with Oregon state, not having a home next year in terms of conference, Jonathan Smith was gone. And it's unfortunate because Jonathan Smith, I didn't know this until, you know this weekend, but he went to Oregon State. Like that's he's an alumni of of Oregon oh, wow. State. I didn't know that. And uh, at Michigan State, poaching him. But I yeah, don't get me wrong. I like the Mike Elko hire by Texas a and I really do. I love the Jonathan Smith to Michigan State hire. I I think that like I'll be hard pressed to find a hire that I like more than this all off season by anybody.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. You definitely have been saying it. I remember. Um, and, and it feels like it has to be just, like, he gets the offer. He's like, if I stay in Oregon State, who are we even going to be playing? What's our conference? Like, everything is just pointing downhill for that program. So it's great that he got to get out while he could. Michigan State has kind of been not great for a while now. Like, the last time I can remember them being, like, at the top of college football was the mid 2010s so it's been like yep. eight nine years of just mediocre football at best uh so he gets to you know be the new face of this school turn the turn the program around this brings me to ask like what have you seen about the Pac two what are they gonna do do we know
0: so they've signed a scheduling agreement with the mountain west So they're they're going to play a a essentially Mountain West schedule. Um, They will not be eligible for the Mountain West championship game um, for the auto bid process for the NCAA. And this goes with basketball, baseball, softball, football, whatever. Um, For anything that has an auto bid, your conference has to have, I think it's at least five members. Um, So they will – they won't get like an auto bid for winning the Pac twelve championship to make it to like the NCAA tournament. Um so <laughs> that no team will have an auto bid anywhere. Um it'll be really interesting. It'll be really interesting. I'm not sure what the yeah, path so forward for those two like, teams is.
1: Yeah, there's there's a very slim chance that they ever really make it to the playoff, you know, barring some miracle undefeated season or something, yep. I guess, but that yeah that's very unfortunate um i'm sure eventually it'll kind of work itself out like obviously it's not going to be the pack two forever um but for the time being that's pretty disappointing for people that go to those schools you know
0: yep i agree i absolutely agree um all right let's get in the props too because we've got some dudes who need to get some props um Nick, do you want to do the honors?
1: Yeah, I'll start with our classic props. Uh, props to Liberty, twelve and zero. Um, I'm excited to see where they end up being ranked tomorrow in the College Football Playoff, because again, twelve and zero is very impressive. Um, but they're not in a very tough conference, so I get it. If they're hovering around twenty, I personally have them higher. Uh, just because I do, I just think there's there should be enough of a reward for having a perfect season that you know influences having a perfect season. Like if you're just 12 and 0, and people are like, eh, but you stink," it's like, "Well, no, you know, let's let's reward Liberty." So I'll I'll reward Liberty by doing what I can, and that's me giving them props.
0: Hey, I I know all the Liberty fans listening. Uh, All the love and respect to that. Um, Props to James Madison and Jacksonville State. You are bowl eligible. Thank you to the Clemson Tigers for doing what needed to be done. For one, making me look very correct when in my SEC predictions, I said South Carolina was not going to make a bowl game. You made me look very smart. And now we get to see James Madison and Jacksonville State, which should be – it means more good football, you know, and I'm a fan of that. So, yeah, shout out.
1: Yeah, I'm very happy um, that both those teams got to, they're going to get to play postseason football. Um, you know, they they both deserve it, especially JMU. Uh, so, yeah, props to them. I'll give props to Jaden Daniels. He is just the fifth quarterback in SEC history to cross the 50 touchdown in a season, Mark. Quick trivia follow-up. Can you name the other four, do you think?
0: All right, so... The other four quarterbacks in SEC history to cross 50 touchdowns. Number one is Joe Burrow. Um, Yeah, we had like 60-something. It was an insane number. Yep. Um, I'm going to go number two being Johnny Football. No. Johnny Football was not one. No. Was uh, Cam one? Cam Newton.
1: Yeah, Cam Newton was one.
0: Okay. Who? This is going to be gross, and I don't like it. Was Mac Jones one? No. (laughs) Okay.
1: No, Matt Jones was right. outside
0: of that there's not any names um that, that's jumping off the top of my head are they more recent or older guys um
1: yeah they're i mean they're all relatively recent i would say um,
0: like tua or jalen hurts one of those two
1: i let me refine the article to make sure that i am not tripping when i say this it is okay so you have burrow and you have newton you're missing a quarterback. From two thousand seven and twenty twenty
0: 2000, in twenty twenty one, yeah, is is it Tua or Jalen no. Hurts or
1: who the no. fuck whatever, it is.
0: Will Rogers?
1: No, they all won the Heisman. Who won the? Which is kind of why I wanted to include this because if who won Jay the Daniels, Heisman in twenty
0: twenty one? It's in the SEC. It
1: was an the it was Alabama's quarterback who won the Heisman. Mac Jones, I said that. No, he didn't win the Heisman. Fuck.
0: Oh, hold on. Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, Tua. Who else is not Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, or Tua?
1: When do you think Mac Jones was drafted? I don't know, dude.
0: My brain is in a in a blender. Oh, Bryce Young. Who? Who is Bryce Alabama Young? Get off back. my ass. All right. Okay. <laughs> fuck. My my brain was in a in a pretzel there for a minute. twenty twenty. That's COVID, dude. That's COVID. That doesn't count. Two thousand seven. Yeah. 2007, that's like the Sam Bradford um, – who else? Is it T- Tebow?
1: It is, yeah, Tim Tebow.
0: Tebow had 50 touchdowns? That's crazy. 50,
1: 55 total touchdowns, yeah. That's
0: crazy. I don't know if I would have guessed that. Wow. Damn.
1: Yeah. That's elite. But that's elite.
0: That's elite. There's a lot of Heismans in that uh, list all there. Four,
1: all four are one of Heisman, and Gene Daniels has – you know, games to play, he, obviously, he could opt out of the bowl game. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. And if he doesn't, he's going to end up with more touchdowns than both Bryce Young and Cam Newton. And, like, if he puts on a master class more than Tim Tebow, you won't get to Joe Burrow, obviously. Sure. But the fact that all four won the Heisman, and if Jaden Daniels doesn't win the Heisman, then that's just blasphemy in my eyes.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to do props, too. Uh, props to Ollie Gordon. You want to talk about a dude Ooh. doing his damn thing. Five yeah. touchdowns in the second half and overtime of that Oklahoma State game. Um, if he is not the absolute front runner for the Doak Walker Award, then then we should stop giving awards because he has put his team on a, uh, absolutely on his back. He's had an unbelievable year, and what a way to finish it, bringing his team to a Big 12 championship.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I know he has to be the front runner because he's leading the FBS in rushing yards as well. So, amazing. And I think he's he's coming back. He's like a sophomore, so he's coming back. Uh, I'll give props to another sophomore, Noah Fafita, for basically having an exponential climb into star status before our very eyes. Because Arizona's been playing great, and they've been on our props to list, and I'll give Arizona props, just I'll throw it out there because they deserve it every week, it seems at this point. But Fafita has been the forefront of that, although it's been like, you know, 200 yards, 250 and three touchdowns, like some pretty good games. And then why not in rivalry week to end the season, throw for 550 yards, five total touchdowns, just have a master class. There's a lot of quarterbacks in all of college football that could never put up stats like that. I don't care who you play for or what defense you're playing. You're not putting up stats like that. Fafita going into next year in a week 2025 NFL draft, which it, as of right now, if I asked you like name the top prospects uh, QB prospects for that draft, you probably wouldn't even know who to say. Quinn
0: Ewers would be the only one I could think of that. I would If he, be. If
1: he comes back, I don't, I don't think yeah. that's if he comes back, I guess. Yep. I, I think Shadur Sanders is coming back, but when you look online, it's like, Kay hey, Klubnik, Drew Allard. It's like, Oh God, no. <laughs> so good for Fafita. For what he just did to his own reputation.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, another shout out. A guy that we kind of shit on his grave a little bit, and uh he ain't dead yet. Matt Campbell and Iowa State. Um, I, I mean, what a what a way to end to end the season. They came in last in the Big 12 last year, and a lot of people, you know. Threw them off to the side, said, hey, Iowa State, non-issue, non-problem. They were a problem for a lot of teams, including the Kansas State Wildcats, Farmageddon, the snow football in that game.
1: Oh, beautiful. Uh, it's
0: gorgeous. Gorgeous. That was
1: beautiful. Yeah. It's like maybe my favorite game of the week. Um, and bonus props, Will Howard now announced that he's transferring. So shout out Matt Campbell for that. You've now – beat Kansas state and maybe ruin their future
0: future Michigan state quarterback.
1: We shall see. We'll see what Jonathan Smith has uh, in his recruiting bag. Um, he did get DJU, right? So he has some history. Uh, final props to, I'm going to give props to Boise state. Speaking of coaches that got fired, Boise state fired their coach mid season. And then they went out and, and won the last two or three games of the season finished seven and five with the best record in the Mountain West, so they're playing in the Mountain West championship game. If they win that game, they go 8-5, and five, get an auto bid somewhere. I don't know what bowl it is, but that would be a really good season for Boise State. That was pretty disappointing uh, throughout this season.
0: Yep, absolutely. And uh, I'm going to do one last props, too. Props to uh Mild w- Wild Mikes in uh, North Bend, Ohio, Shady Lane. Uh, they gave me this sick hat and the uh watching the bar or watching college football at the bar is just such a great experience when you have the right crowd the right drinks flowing the whole nine yards um and i'm a i'm a slut for free merch so shout out uh wild mouse (laughs) i told him i would and uh scott if you're listening i appreciate you um
1: all right shout out scott
0: yeah yeah hell of a guy all right new New segment segment alert
1: new segment we love new segments We'll have to, like, add some music for every new segment. uh, Actually, that's
0: ESPN. We can't do that. Um, Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But this segment I'll be hosting today is called the Who's Getting Fired segment. I'm going to ask Cody or just give Cody a couple uh, names of some head coaches around college football. And Cody's going to have to give me a percentage chance that he thinks they're not going to be the head coach of that team to start the 2024 college football season. With that, we will start with Mario Cristobal.
0: Look, I'm going to go 15%. His seat's warm, right? The Expectations are are starting to catch up with him a little bit, but I don't think he's going to get fired.
1: Okay. So there is a slim chance yeah. in your eyes. Yeah. Um, I would probably agree. I'd maybe put it a little higher, uh, but he is a really good recruiter. It's just a couple disappointing years back-to-back for a good program. Not what you want. They have a lot of money. They could hire anyone. Uh, next coach, Chip Kelly.
0: Yeah. Ch- Chip Kelly's tough. Cause if you'd have told me at the beginning of the year that he'd be on this list, I wouldn't have believed you. Uh, now I'm going to go like a, a 40% chance. I guess he his seat's hot. I don't think it's likely. I don't think it's likely, but I also think it's one of those where if UCLA see somebody they're they're making calls. They just need the right person to pick up the phone for them to fire, uh, Chip Kelly so we'll see if that happens I don't know if it does Um, so I'm going to go 40
1: I think I'd honestly go a little bit higher for that one as well I I can see it now the the loss to Cal feels like you know Hugh Freeze with Liberty last year where it was just the team quit on him UCLA was pretty good at the beginning of the season and it seems like just got worse and worse and worse throughout the season Um, not great especially to lose 33-7 to Cal, that's really not good. So I can see I can see that headline, breaking news, Chip Kelly fired, blah, blah, blah. I can see that happening. I'd do like 55%. Uh, what about Tony Elliott, head coach of Virginia right now?
0: A hundred percent.
1: A hundred percent.
0: We got to – Virginia, you got to turn over a new leaf. It's time. It didn't work. I. One of the biggest mistakes in college football is not getting rid of the guy when you should have gotten rid of the guy, and I don't – I don't think Virginia will make that mistake. I think he's gone.
1: It's interesting. I, I, I don't know if I'd say 100. I'd, it'd be in the 90s. I, I think he should get fired. Um, but he, he got that team that doesn't have a lot of talent. He got them to play some good football in some random games this year. They beat UNC, um, you know, played a couple teams close. But, yeah, he's probably gone. Uh, what about Kirk Ferentz?
0: I'm going to say 0%. But but this is what percent does he get fired? What percent does he retire I don't think is 0%. However, I don't think he'll be fired 0%. He made the Big Ten Championship, and that means something to Iowa, even though they're probably going to get shit-pumped by Michigan.
1: They're going to get shit-pumped, and, I mean, as far as, you know, scoring 25 points per game, uh, yeah. didn't get close, so – There's some drama. There's a point where their
0: total last week wasn't 25 points. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. They actually wouldn't have even hit that either. Under. Um, All right. What about Brett Belima, Illinois head coach?
0: Yeah. I don't think he's been there long enough. I think it's like a 50 50 shot. Um, Three years, five and seven, eight and five, five and seven. Like, I, it's Illinois. Uh, I think they're okay with giving it a go one more year. Um, So I'll, I'll say it's a 50 50 shot. Truly.
1: Okay, and then last one, Shane Beamer. I think it's like thirty. Like I don't. Okay. I, I
0: like obviously not making the bowl game is disappointing, but they did have that last year that was like hey, it was pretty fun. We beat Clemson. We beat Clemson in Tennessee, and uh, I think that I think that lives on a little bit. So like a thirty percent chance.
1: There are allegations of sign stealing in those two games last year okay. that. Uh, was definitely brought up this weekend from all my friends. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think Shane Beamer, it might be higher. Uh, Pretty bad season for South Carolina, but we'll see. He is also kind of a newer coach, so maybe South Carolina's like, YOLO, we'll see if last year was a fluke, see if we can get Beamer back to playing Beamer ball. Um, But he's going to start the season next year probably on, on a warm seat if he isn't fired. Yep. And uh yeah, that ends the segment. You know, there there are probably a couple people not on that list that will end up getting fired. Um, but these are kind of the biggest names that I could think yep.
0: of. And uh Tom Allen at IU, he he was fired, which third largest buyout in college football history, Tom Allen.
1: What? Yeah, honestly, I don't even know the name. Yeah, so that, that's that's Yeah, crazy.
0: <laughs> um and then Dana Holgerson is out at Houston. So um it'll be interesting to see kind of who fills. Who fills those gigs? But
1: yeah, and he will go somewhere else. He'll he'll be a court yeah I see Um, all right. So last week's picks, Nick, you did
0: a hell of a job. You did a hell of a job. Nine and three. You um, house. nine um, and three. We both we both missed on Louisville. Um, which hey, that 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 that'll happen. Um, yeah. What are you gonna do? Yep. That being said, like I went eight and four. You went nine and three. Overall, we know ball. I, th- I think it was a good ball knowing, you know, uh, week for us. Um, yep. You know, Ninety five and sixty six is your record. Um, I crossed the hundred win mark. One hundred and four and fifty seven. Uh, we're moving on pretty good. So. Um, yeah,
1: and I'm within nine. You know, going into conference championship week, obviously. Yep. Brought it back down to single digits. In. That was huge. Yeah, back down to single digits is big time. There are with all the Bulls and these ten games. A lot of of opportunity to uh, change these standings. Uh, this is the playoff. You you have the one seed. Uh, you know, pretty much locked up unless you go zero and ten, and I go ten and zero this week, uh, which isn't going to happen because there's too much overlap. Uh, this is the the thing though. Normally we do twelve games, uh, but this week we're going to be giving a score. So my thought is those two. Uh, you know, wins or losses that could have been added to the standings, we could kind of do a bonus point system, um, where whoever is like the closest combined, uh, you know, total score, whatever, will get two bonus points. Okay,
0: let's. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Let's do one. Let's do one point for the pick, one point for the the uh, score. Or,
1: okay, so then 20, 20 yeah, total. points. points. All right, let's
0: do it. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, reminder, before we do the picks, make sure to like the video. Best way to help and support the podcast. Um, if you are listening to the audio version, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, whatever, we could use some reviews. If you want to take some time out of your day, leave, leave a little review for the boys. would be huge. Oh, yeah. Um Big Only guy. nice things, though. Only nice things. If, you're, if you yeah. want to leave a one-star review, just tweet at me. Um, I, I'd rather hear it there. So... Right. All right. Let's let's get into these uh, conference championship games. We're going to predict every one. Um, we got two Friday night. The one it is the biggest spread. Well, one of the bigger spreads of college or conference championship weekend. New Mexico State at Liberty. Um, Liberty yeah. should win this game, right? I mean, New Mexico State's sneaky. Don't get me wrong, but
1: they've been playing some good football. They just beat Jacksonville State after beating Auburn an Auburn team that almost beat Alabama. Yep. I know it's any given week. Uh, it's so fascinating to me that the conference USA has a team from New Mexico playing a team from Virginia, you know, in, in your conference championship game. Like where is the neutral site being held? Where is that game being played? I have no idea. I don't know. You probably don't even know, but you can look it up. Yeah, I'll look it up real quick. Uh, I'm going Liberty as well. I think it's going to be closer though. Um, I'm going 3128. You're going 3120.
0: Yeah. Uh the the ten and a half point spread, I think, I think is pretty like on the nose. Um the, this line hasn't moved since it dropped. Um that being said, I, I I like New Mexico. I think New Mexico State has a decent chance to cover, but like I, I think Liberty ultimately wins the game. Um they play in the conference USA. Their championship game is in Lynchburg, Virginia. So they they will host. Um, oh,
1: it's like a host situation. Yeah. So was, well, then that kind of explains the spread a little bit. Yeah. I you know, think. All right. Well, we're still both going Liberty. Yep. Um. But that maybe I would have changed my score a little bit. Uh, it's all right. Yep. Um. All right. Yeah. Next game, huge massive game maybe the game of the weekend oregon at wash or what oregon washington
0: yeah this this game's going to be outstanding um they're playing it in las vegas so uh, a neutral site that's you know pretty far away yeah. from both of these squads um washington is a nine and a half point dog which
1: kind of wild is a
0: terrifyingly large line um over under 67, the highest of the conference championship games. So, should be a lot of scoring. I'm super excited for this game. This might be the game of the weekend. Eight o'clock kickoff. Yeah. Night game, Friday night. I mean, Pac 12 after dark for one last go. One last Pac 12 game.
1: That's so <sighs> true. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Like, it's the last time we're going to see the Pac 12 logo. Like, oh, man. That's, I'm emotional. But, If I have to give a a pick here, um, yeah, I mean, if spreads didn't exist or if we, like, weren't allowed to look at it, I'd be, like, in the weeds trying to figure this out. But the fact that it's nine and a half means you got to go Oregon because that's honestly Vegas, like, being generous. Like, they know that they don't don't have to make this, you know, a 12-point line to get people to bet Washington. People are going to be betting Washington plus nine and a half left and right with that spread. Uh, so you, you gotta take Oregon on that one. Um, I have them winning 34 to 30, which obviously Washington would cover the spread in that situation, but that's more so me hoping for a competitive game. Yeah.
0: I have Oregon winning 45, 35, just covering that nine and a half points. And I think it's going to, you know, a lot of people are going to lose a lot of bets, but, um, yeah, we're both, both on Oregon in this one. It should be an outstanding game. Bo Nix, Michael Penix. This game came down to the wire um, in Seattle earlier in the season. I mean, no, we don't need to hype this game up. It's going to be outstanding. Yeah. 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 All right. Moving on to Saturday, the Big 12 championship is the first conference championship game to kick off. And we get Oklahoma State, 19th Oklahoma State at number seven, Texas. The Ollie Gordon show um, makes his way into Texas. I'm excited for this game. I'm excited for this game. It's a 14-and-a-half-point line. Texas wins. Yeah. Oklahoma State's good enough to, like, make this a good competitive ball game.
1: It's interesting. They, they didn't play uh, in the regular season, which you always love to see that. Yeah. Uh, because yep. it's just, like, a true extension of, of the regular season. Um, it, it, I, I don't know what the score would have been um if they had played but again Texas TCU recently it was pretty close Texas Iowa State you know it was pretty close Oklahoma State I think is definitely good enough with a 14 point spread uh to to you know fight um but there's also on the other side of it Texas knows that they kind of need style points um you know to make the final 4 here given you know certain scenarios happening um and and I think that like as far as you know Sarkeesian motivating his guys, I think Texas can kind of put the work on uh, on Oklahoma State. So I'm gonna take Texas forty-two, Oklahoma State twenty-four, um, which we'll have to see if that's enough for Texas to get in.
0: Yeah, I, I'm taking this game to be a little bit closer. I'm doing Texas twenty-eight, Oklahoma State twenty-four. Um, I think this will be a little bit lower scoring of the game. I'm excited to see what Mike Gundy can cook up, how good Ollie Gordon can do. Um, But ultimately, I think Texas is is just going to be too good. Um, This team did beat Alabama at Alabama. Like, obviously, you know, it's not the same Alabama team that we see now, but they're still a damn good football team. So I'm going to take Texas, but I think this game ends up pretty close.
1: Okay. Yep.
0: Um l- let's talk about the conference that you know we're all here, we're we're all waiting to talk about. Maction. Maction, baby. I love me some Maction. Um Miami of Ohio. To, uh Miami of Ohio against Toledo. <coughs> Toledo ranked at the top 25. They're 23rd team now. Um their only loss still to Illinois at Illinois. I'm going with the Rockets here, man. I've ridden with Toledo all year. I've been a Rocket to, yeah, that's what they say about me, Rocket Cody. Like I, that people have been saying that. Um I, Rocket yeah, Cody. I, I gotta ride with the Rockets, bro. I I gotta ride with the Rockets. 2417. They win, they don't cover. That's fine. That's fine. Hey, we don't need them to cover. We just need them to win. I, I will be throwing this game in a teaser, but um yeah. Give me Toledo.
1: It's uh kind of disappointing. This game's not like Wednesday night standalone. alone. Oh, it should like be.
0: <laughs> it should be. The MAC
1: is all season long. It's like I, I. It's a noon game during the Texas game. How many people are going to be tuned in? I so would have watched if it was classic in on on Tuesday or Wednesday. With that being said, these teams did play each other. We actually had it in our game picks. I went Miami Ohio. You went Toledo. You got that pick right. That was in the peak of my demise, where I was crumbling. <laughs> <laughs> into yeah like little worthless nothing but i've been fighting back and there's something to be said about playing a team twice right this is a revenge yep. game this is miami ohio making up for their loss what did they can watch film what did we do wrong what can we fix it wasn't like toledo blew out miami ohio it was a decently nope. close Good game. game so i'm gonna go miami ohio 24 to 23 and they win they win the mac and that's my team that's my team miami ohio everyone knows me as the guy who loves miami ohio
0: uh what's would you say their mascot was? Miami of Ohio? You were. a.
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is there? You're a Red Hawk for life. I'm a Red Hawk for life, that's right. I I brain fog. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, it
0: happens to the best of us. Happens to the best I of us. I have the jersey
1: like right here. Uh, yeah, I just can't it yep, right
0: now. Absolutely. <laughs> God damn it. Oh Man. Jesus. All right. Mountain West. Mountain West. Which first off, why does the Mountain West have a three o'clock kickoff? That's dumb as hell. Yeah. I I don't like that. Um, That being said, Boise State, we talked about them earlier. I mean, what a resurgence after they fired their coach. They're now in the Mountain West Championship game. And UNLV and Barry Odom and uh, a team that I've given a lot of props to, this should be a really good game, actually. Like, I'm really excited for this one.
1: Yeah. I mean, trap line of the week last week was San Jose State, UNLV. UNLV was like a one-point favorite yep. at home against San Jose State. That obviously, after all we had talked about UNLV, after they beat Air Force, you know they had clinched a spot in the uh, the Mountain West Championship game. Of course, they lose to San Jose State. So, I think this is a definite opportunity for bounce back, kind of put their stamp on this season. But it is still UNLV. Uh, like again, two years ago, if you're like, oh, the Mountain West Championship game is going to be Boise UNLV, I'd be like. Well, Boise is going to crush them because UNLV is historically not very good uh, at football. Basketball, sure. Absolutely. Football, not so much. Boise State, historically, very, very good at football. Um, And I think they're the hotter team right now. So I'm going to go Boise State in a close one, 30 to 27.
0: Yeah, uh, this should be an outstanding game. The the player that I'm most interested to watch is on Boise State. It's Ashton Gentry. Um, am not sure if I'm saying his last name correctly, but the guy has had an outstanding year. He's got 1100 yards rushing, 530 yards receiving 18 total touchdowns. The dude is a weapon, a weapon. Yeah. Um, really, really fun to watch. That being said, I got to right. I'm riding with UNLV and Boise state, but like this or UNLV and uh, Barry Odom, this is going to be a really good game. I, I think either way, um, it's going to come down to the wire. Both of these teams really good at running the football. They can put up points, but they could, you know, cause some havoc on defense for some turnovers. Um, I'm going with UNLV 31 to 30. So both of us uh, think it's going to be a tight, pretty high scoring game.
1: Yeah. They like to score oh, yeah. with those teams.
0: Probably the uh, second biggest game of the slate in terms of, you know, comp- national championship implications Georgia, Bama in Atlanta for the SEC championship. A hell of a matchup. We've now seen this what the I think this is the third straight year. We've seen Georgia Alabama match up in the conference championship Probably. game. It's not fourth. I, I think it's I think it might be the fourth.
1: Was Alabama in it last year or am I tripping?
0: No, it was LSU last year. You're right. You're right. You're right. yeah. yeah I'm yeah. an idiot. Okay. Don't listen to me. I am an idiot.
1: You were close. You were really close. Good job for being close. <laughs> F-
0: fuck you. <laughs> uh, that being said, Georgia and Alabama, this is going to be an outstanding game. The spread has moved quite a bit. It opened at four when I wrote this down on my lunch break. It was five and a half. It's now at six. Um, Georgia oh, wow. being the favorite. I don't know, man.
1: And Yeah, this is tough. I mean, you... What you have written down, you're obviously free to change it, but what you have written down is Georgia. I probably would go Georgia if you changed it. Um, but this is just one where it's like I'm down nine in the record books. And, like, if you're giving me the opportunity to, to get a leg up by picking Alabama, I have to do it. Um, and, like, all season long, even at the beginning of the year when we did – Georgia uh, record predictions. I was like, they're going to coast through the regular season. But I don't think they're that... They're not as dominant as years past. Certainly, when they play a team that is worthy of beating them, that team will actually do it. In my head, that's what's been going on. They've yet to play that team. So I definitely like the idea of Alabama beating them. But I'm afraid that too many people might be thinking that. I'm like my gambling brain is coming into it where i think georgia especially with the how the lines moving georgia is probably the smarter pick here but yeah if you're gonna stick with georgia i'm just gonna go without yeah
0: them. i'm sticking with georgia i think Jalen Milroe's getting a lot of hype a lot of hype he, he give me that motherfucking heisman is what he said after
1: yeah after yeah, that yeah. game was
0: over which i think it's I a little know. wild i think we're uh I think we're a little um, a little over our heads a little bit because out of every player in the SEC that I think should win the he- – or every player in this game that I think should win the Heisman because Jaden Dano should win the Heisman. Um, but Carson Beck has been outstanding all year long. All year long. Yeah, and his team's so, so his completion percentage against AP top 25 opponents, 72.5%. I mean, the guy's been consistent as what uh, as you could ask for. And –
1: to be fair, like, Kentucky was ranked when they played and a bunch of I, – Georgia's I – they've had an interesting season. But, yeah, it's yeah. still a fair, fair stat. You're going 35-31. I'm going 38-31. So – but I'm going Alabama. You're going Georgia. I mean, both – we're both ex- expecting, you know, a lot of points, yep. uh, which is interesting. But, I'm ex- I, yeah, I just think it's going to be a really fun yeah. game.
0: Um uh, another game in the American conference that should be really good. SMU, uh 25th ranked SMU at 17 Tulane. Tulane's a five point favorite. I'm gonna keep this one very simple with my picks. Michael Pratt is him, he's a hell of a quarterback. Um and Willie Fritz is a hell of a coach. So give me Tulane um by seven, twenty-four seventeen.
1: Yeah, I really like this one actually. I'm going SMU. Mm-hmm. Um SMU has been hot. I mean, they are they are hot right now. Balls to the wall, putting up points at will. Um like they played Memphis a really good team recently. That game ended up being closer than it was throughout the game. SMU I don't know, Tulane's kind of been in some like close games. They are barely beating some teams that are lesser than them, you know, winning by two or three here and there. They did prove me wrong last week by beating utsa uh but i have to ride with my two laner frauds uh check here and go um
0: speaking of frauds the sunbelt title which doesn't have james madison because the ncaa is a bunch of cowards and phonies and pussies um app state at troy (laughs) um i i actually this game is pretty hard to pick for me because i I like troy but at the end of the day there was something about app state and like when App State played Troy a couple of years ago, and they won on that Hail Mary, uh, that was just an insane play. Uh, I'm I'm riding with App State, 28-17. I think it'll be a close game. Like the Sun Sunbelt Sun Belt, fun Belt, baby, should be a good game.
1: Yeah, Sun Belt, uh, Fun Belt. I I'm also expecting a close game. I'm gonna go Troy, 26-23. Um, you know, I I've been watching Troy because like when I do my rankings for like my AP poll, my version of it. It's always the top 50. Recently, I've cut it down to 40. But Troy has been in there for like 8 weeks in a row now. Like they've been playing really good football, just slowly creeping up the ranks. App State playing really good right now, but they've had some hiccup hiccups throughout the season. Um so I, I just got to go with Troy cuz this is kind of my like first time all year that I've I've been given the chance to take Yeah, haven't played you
0: know, in a lot so. of huge marquee games this year, but um, have one this Saturday. Yeah. Um, this is the largest spread in the weekend. It's Michigan, Iowa. This is disgusting. The over under of this game is 35 and a half. You have 37 to zero Michigan. I have 35 to yeah. three Michigan, and I'm gonna paint you a picture of how this is gonna happen, okay? Michigan is going to be up 35 to nothing. They're going to put in their backups. Their backup quarterback, don't know who it is, is going to turn the ball over. And Iowa is going to get the ball in good field position. And with about three minutes left in the game, in a pure Kirk Ferentz attempt of sadness, um, in order to not be shut out in the Big Ten title game, Iowa is going to kick a field goal to hit the over. And that is going to be the yeah. beautiful end to this Iowa season. Um, <laughs> that's you, you can't paint a picture like
1: that. No, I mean, it's going to be, it's gonna be a, a massive amount of the public going to be betting the under just because they're probably doing what we've been doing the past 10 weeks, which is just close your eyes. It doesn't fucking matter who Iowa's playing. You're taking the under. And I actually think that Michigan is probably just going to hit the over by themselves. Thirty-seven nothing is generous, in my opinion, because Penn State beat Iowa thirty to nothing earlier in the season. Iowa's defense is really good, but like what Michigan, you know, did to Penn State, makes me think that Michigan could win this game sixty to nothing if they wanted to. It's Iowa's not a good team. It's insane. This is one of the weirdest seasons I've ever seen a team have in my life, any sport. I really want them to make a movie about it, if I'm being honest, because it's just nuts. What they've been doing, playing terrible football and they're 10-2. Yeah, yeah. Give me Michigan 37-0. And part of me wants to do even more than that, but
0: yep. So either way, it seems like our also, degenerate asses are going to be taking the over. Um so yeah, I love it. I love it. Um last last conference championship game, the uh eight o'clock kickoff, 15 Louisville at number four, Florida State over under is 49. We're both taking the same team here. I knew that your hater ass would, and I I couldn't think if I was going to or not. Um, Florida State did not look great to start that game against Florida. And then Florida did what Florida does, and that's commit really shitty penalties and really bad turnovers. And Trey Benson had himself a hell of a game. Shout out to him. but. Florida state showed their struggles, man. And I just, I don't believe, I think Louisville, obviously a a bad loss to Kentucky, but I think they bounce back. I've got Louisville 24, 21.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, Florida, we were both correct on they they're missing a bowl. They did not make a bowl this year after starting like five and two, we nailed Florida. um, And I think, Part of us nailing it. I remember us talking about like by the time they get to that Florida State game, it's just gonna be like, who who cares? Like they they like Trevor Etienne was like the Swamp. We're gonna go all out for this game. Swamp's gonna be wild and awesome, and it was for a little bit. But then they're like, ah, we yeah. fucking stink, and they just stopped trying. And Florida State won. But what I saw from Florida State was a team in shambles. Louisville is not in shambles. Ten and two. They're healthy. They're well coached. And like we said, they're up and down, right? So they just lost. Odds are, the way pendulums work, they're going to win this game. I have them winning pretty handedly, 28-17. to Damn. Uh,
0: What would be a huge shakeup for the college football playoff. Um, And that's that's all the game picks. Um, Quick best bets. Um, I've got two. I'm riding with New Mexico State plus 10.5. You wouldn't know this, but New Mexico State is the best team in the country against the spread this season they are 10 2 and 1 against the spread they're also one of the few teams to play 13 games so um yeah oh really yeah they've played 13 games this year started the year with umass
1: yeah i guess they are they're 10 and 3 right now
0: yeah which is crazy so um, i'm gonna go with new mexico state against the spread i understand that it is a true home game for liberty um but that being said Like, New Mexico State, I mean, we talked about it. They're playing well. Um, And then I am riding Michigan minus 23. Um, I just – they've beaten much better teams by more points. And I understand that you could get, like, the thought of, oh, well, you know, uh, we're looking ahead to the college football playoff. But, like, that's so far away. Um, I I think Michigan comes out. They're still – Coach Harbaugh, you know he's going to come out with his fucking hair on fire. So, uh, Michigan minus 23.
1: Yeah, I have Michigan minus 23 as well. And if I'm being honest, I wouldn't mind buying points in the other direction to make it like Michigan minus 30 and get like a plus 200 on it because it just – everything screams Iowa stinks. And like if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Uh, But I'd be so surprised. Like this – I, I almost feel too confident where I know when I feel this confident, sometimes it means that I need to take a step back and, you know, consider everything, but I don't care. I'm taking it. Um, I'm also going to throw in a Boise state SMU money line parlay. Uh, those are probably my favorite two out of these 10 games, money line wise, where you can get some good value on it. 10 to win like 35 or $40. Oh um, yeah, yes.
0: Conference championship weekend is here. We are towards the tail end of college football. It's a beautiful thing. It sucks that we're, you know, hey, hate to see you go, but I love to watch you leave. These games are going to be outstanding. That being said, if you made it this far on the show, do us a favor, like, and subscribe, share it with a friend, be a friend, tell a friend, and uh, we'll see you in the next one.